This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. Neuter Integrated Multicraft Contractors has been a force since 1896. That's right, 1896. And specializes in welding, piping, mechanical, structural, constructability reviews, project management, and rigging design services. For a free consultation, call Neuter at 314-421-7600. Neuter proudly serves petroleum refining, chemical processing, power generation, and alternative energy. Get in touch with Neuter at 314-421-7600. And guess where this additional billion gallons of biofuel is going to come from? It's going to come from abroad. That's not an American first energy policy. We're in this together. Labor's in this. Building trades are in this. Refiners are in this. American consumers need us to do this too. Now across the Jacob Media Network, welcome to the Labor and Energy Show special, exclusively presented by the PBF Energy Paulsboro Refinery and the PBF Delaware City Refinery in collaboration with the labor unions that build our communities. If you fix this RINs issue, you're looking at a reduction of 25 to 30 cents a gallon. This is the Labor and Energy Show, bringing labor leaders, national experts, and political influencers together to educate you about fancy terms like RINs and Reggie, while explaining the truth about energy independence. Welcome to the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause. And welcome in, everyone, to another edition of the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause. So glad to be with you as we kick off on the other side of Labor Day, a very, very special uh, weekend to so many people and so many families. J. Doc, we'll talk about uh, that during this show. We have three great guests lined up for a full one-hour conversation. I'll let you mention to the uh, listening audience who our guests are going to to be for today, uh, and then a little bit later throughout the show, we'll also update everyone on our next, which will be our second Labor and Energy Summit coming off what was a very, very successful uh, first Labor and Energy Summit. Absolutely, Joe, and, and I'm ecstatic to bring into the program Rob Baer, who's the newly elected president of the Pennsylvania State Building Trades, and of course, uh, Jimmy Snell, business manager, Steamfitters Local 420, and John Bland, business manager, Boilermakers uh, Local 13. Uh, gentlemen, it, it, it's great to have you all on the show. J uh, Joe Krause, we are going to talk about uh, what, what we've talked about uh, several times before on the broadcast, uh, which is Reggie, the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. Uh, it's impacting Pennsylvanians, it's impacting our union workforce um, and, and our industry. So we have a great show lined up, Joe. And uh, I'm ecstatic to uh, to be here. And like you mentioned, after Labor Day, couldn't think of anything more appropriate. Yeah, and we might as well put on the table, just for the listening audience, they all know it, but we might as well put it out there. We're also on the doorstep of midterm elections. And we've said it many times on this show, many times on the Labor, uh, on the labor show uh, as well. Uh, the time to speak is when you vote. And that coming up, of course, the midterm elections. Absolutely. No question about it. And so I want to start off with Rob. Rob, it's, it's great to have you on the Labor and Energy Show. Um, you know, as the recently elected president of the, of the PA State Building Trades, tell us how it's going, if you will. Uh, give us a little update. Uh, obviously, we just finished celebrating Labor Day, and I know there's a lot going on in your neck of the woods. Oh, it's been, uh, it's been a good ride since I got elected. Uh, as you guys know, we uh, got through our budget season here in PA, which was pretty good. Uh, and then I rolled right into working with the people in Washington on the reconciliation package, which, uh, you know, we didn't get everything we wanted, but we got a lot in there, uh, a lot of good stuff coming to help the building trades. Uh, the international unions uh, did a great job on getting some protection in there, Davis-Bacon apprentice ratios on everything. And uh, here in Pennsylvania, you know, we're gearing up next week. The House comes back the following week, the Senate. Uh, we got a few irons in the fire here. Uh, we're working on some uh, things with the governor's office and uh, the legislature uh, on trying to secure some more work for our guys here in PA. You know, uh, a lot of big projects in the pipeline. And uh, if we can see these to fruition, uh, we can help every corner of Pennsylvania. 
know, so it's, it's been good. And, 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 you know, it's, it's great to hear that. Obviously, um, you know, we, 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 we'd be remiss. And, and of course, uh, as, as we're talking about a lot of the big projects and uh, a lot going on here, um, certainly in, in the shoes that you walk right now, uh, Rob, um, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention, of course, uh, Jack Shea, who's the former president of Pittsburgh AFL-CIO, and Pat Gillespie, former business manager, Philadelphia Building Trades. Um, you know, the, the losses of both of them, giants in, in, in our labor movement uh, here in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, and, of course, what was amazing, and Jimmy Snell, you sent me this, um, you know, the, the, the video of it, to, to point out that President Biden mentioned both of them during his Labor Day speech. Um, I'm going to ask Rob to speak and, and, and respond to that, but also then Jimmy and, and, and John. Rob, if you will. Uh, that, those two gentlemen were both titans in the, in the labor movement. I mean, you just can't say enough. You know, I, I had the pleasure to meet both of them. Uh, I knew Jack a little bit more than I, I knew Pat. Uh, but I, I can tell you this. Both those gentlemen got up every single day to advance the cause of the workers in this Commonwealth. And, you know, Jack Shea used to say, I'm not fighting just for my guys. I'm fighting to bring everybody into the middle class, you know, and uh, to lose both of them going right into Labor Day, it, it was a big hit to labor. But it just goes to prove how, how important both those gentlemen were when the President of the United States goes on national television and says they were both per, close personal friends. All right, you don't see that that often and to have two gentlemen from our home state right here in Pennsylvania anchor in the east and anchor in the west and to have that type of labor outreach you know it, it's so hard to replace that and they're going to be sorely missed but both those gentlemen did such a good job of training the people come behind them you know we, we had John down there uh, Ryan Boyer stepped into the breach he's doing a wonderful job we got Darren Kelly out in the west uh, both those gentlemen are, are grabbing that ball and running with it, you know, and I think both Jack and Pat would both be looking down smiling, knowing they did a good job preparing the next generation of labor leaders. Absolutely. I can't think of a better way of saying it because we're as good as our leadership and we've, we've been very fortunate. Uh, Jim Snell. Bob, Rob, Rob just nailed it. Um, yeah. I mean, but look, it, if you know a, a Pat Gillespie, you know, um, what, what can you say about Pat? You know, uh, Pat wasn't a filet mignon guy. He was a, he was a hot dog and hamburger guy. You steak know? And, um, yeah, right. Steak and meat and potatoes. You, right. You got it. He was a meat and potatoes guy. Uh, I mean, and, and just fought uh, for the working class. And, and you know, I, I talking to a few people recently. I said, when Pat Gillespie walked into a room, you just knew things were going to be okay. You know what I mean? He just had that, that way about him, that aura about him. And, uh, you know, I happened to be at the, uh, viewing and funeral yesterday and, you know, boy, boy, what a, what a tremendous uh, tribute to, to a, a great leader. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, if, you know, looking down, I'm sure he was and the president of the United States is mentioning his name and, I'm sure he'd just say, ah, knock that off, you know, huh. um, but he, he never wanted the accolade, you know, um, you know, the one thing I did find out about Pat and I never knew this until just a couple of days ago, um, Pat uh, has been, uh, uh, known as the guy who, who, uh, was in, uh, former mayor of Philadelphia, Wilson Good's ear, uh, to, to allow, you know, or change the ordinance that no buildings would be built. Uh, higher than William Penn Pat, right? <laughs> kind of an archaic thing, right? And Pat, Pat was on the mayor about that and finally got the mayor to change that and, and got city council to change that. But, you know, Pat Gillespie was the guy that, that was responsible for that. And, you know, and now we have, you know, many skyscrapers downtown, which in our world equals man hours, you know, for our, uh, our union halls and, and our family. So yeah, just, uh, just uh, like like Rob said, uh, that's the word I've been using, uh, Titan, an icon in the uh, industry, and uh, it's going to be sorely missed for sure. I mean, he was retired, but he, but you know, he he took my phone calls whenever I called, whenever I leaned on him for advice, and uh, I'm forever thankful. 
Well said, Jimmy. Uh, John Bland? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having us, uh, Joe Doc, Joe Krause. I appreciate everything. And, and you're right. I mean, we, we've lost some uh, labor leaders lately that have, have basically put a footprint on, on the area of what goes on. Devastation. Uh, you know, I've always remembered the conversations I've had with Pat Gillespie. What, what a lot of wisdom you get to somebody like that. I, I always remember as a young uh, labor leader starting out and listening to him. And I remember uh, one of the meetings we were in, and one of the comments that I, that he always said, and it really struck home. He goes, "You know, you're not going to win every battle, but you know, he goes, when you go to negotiations and you sit down at the table, when both parties walk away unhappy, it's probably a fair deal." <laughs> <laughs> you just can't say enough. Absolutely. Well, listen, uh, well said uh, to Pat Gillespie and Jack Shea. Um, you know, thank you for the difference that you made in so many lives. And, and, and their impact will continue uh, for decades and decades. Um, having said that, gentlemen, um, uh, one of the, you know, the, the primary conversation for today's Labor and Energy Show is the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. Reggie, a.k.a. Reggie. Um, and, and certainly, Rob, when you appeared last on the labor show uh, with Johnny Dock and, and uh, you know, and the other labor leaders, you mentioned when I had brought up Reggie that if you if we were going to talk about Reggie because you did a short segment on that show, it was going to take more than 10 minutes. OK, well, here's your opportunity. Uh, if you would. Uh, and, and I know we only have a couple segments, so it's not going to be, you know, a, a long tutorial. But. Um, what is Reggie? What is uh, the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative? Um, and I ask that because so many people that it's going to impact uh, don't even know what it is. Well, in a nutshell, the state of Pennsylvania, by going into Reggie, says if you are a power plant and you emit carbon into the air, CO2, then you have to purchase carbon offset credits from industries that get clean energy. So originally our powerhouses and you have to purchase per ton. You know, they were saying, okay, to keep a coal burner open for every ton of CO2 you emit, you're going to have to purchase a credit. It's going to cost you four bucks. Now it's kicking around 13, $14. All right. So it's going to get to the point that you're not going to be able to run your coal. You're not going to be able to run your natural gas because the cost for the power companies to purchase these carbon offset credits are going to drive us in our industry right out of the right out of business. Okay. That that's one. And it's really a bad initiative as written. Now I want to go on the record as saying we are not against protecting the environment. We love clean water. We love clean air. Okay. But you just can't flip the switch and make this happen overnight. And we need to pump the brakes on Reggie. It's, it's, it's public knowledge that uh, I, as the president of the building trade, and our attorneys did an America Curie brief uh, with the Senate Republicans uh, and joined in the lawsuit along with the IBW, uh, the Boilermakers, you know, and we hadn't done that before. But when I took over, I said, look, we, we need to be involved here, bottom line. Uh, at the state level, at the building trade, my job is to represent 130,000 union construction workers. Reggie, as written, is going to affect all 130,000 of us, from the laborers to the carpenters to Jimmy's guys to John's guys, especially to my home local IBW-143 and the IBWs all across the state, the sheet metal. All right, this thing touches all of us. And uh, we all agree. Look, we want to help be part of the solution, but we need to just take a deep breath, step back and say Pennsylvania needs to chart its own course for clean energy. And then let's have that discussion on how we get there. John Bland. Ah, I appreciate it. Uh, Joe, uh, right now I, I would have to start off. Uh, uh, Rob mentioned about the, uh, we're saying the injunction that the boilermakers, the miners and uh, the IBW are all part of. The good news is the PA Supreme Court, August 31st, denied the DEP's emergency application of trying to reinstate it. So the preliminary injunction in the state, in the Senate, I'm sorry, uh, right now, it should remain in effect. And nothing, you know, not, hopefully nothing changes with that. You know, joining Reggie is going to be 
devastating to more than Pennsylvania. A lot of people don't understand that. See, PA is the second largest uh, exporter of energy uh, to the PGM grid. And, you know, by doing that, that affects all states that are part of the PGM. So it's not just going to increase rates in Pennsylvania. It's everywhere. You know, another thing, too, by doing this, you know, Rob mentioned there's a lot of uh, things in the pipeline bringing industry back to Pennsylvania. You know, when you try to bring industry back to Pennsylvania, the first thing these industries look at, what states has the lowest electricity prices to run their facilities? So that's where we're at, Joe. Jimmy Snell? Yeah, um, here we are again, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, middle class, you know, uh, families in this state up against it. I mean, here right now, during inflationary times, uh, kind of doesn't make sense to me to, to apply a tax. You know, taxation during inflationary times just does not make sense to me. Um, you know, families are up against it, you know, price of gasoline, food, everything's going up. And now, now you're going to get hit with, you know, higher, higher electricity rates. It's just, it's, it's a head scratcher for sure. And look, at the end of the day, I mean, this is going to affect, like Rob said, just about all the building trades. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, we, we talk about man hours and, and our job is to, to, uh, you know, uh, Help our help our members secure work, and this certainly is is, is not going to be helpful for us. And uh, you know, the thing is, it, it, you got people really taking a hard look at this, and you know, it's it's all coming to a head in the fall. And uh, you know, uh, you know, you see people like Josh Shapiro uh, not so sure uh, this is the uh, road we want to go down. So you know, people are definitely getting a second and third look at it, and it's not making too much sense. And and before we go to break, let me just say this. And I will say this, J-Doc, I do think it's time that the leaders stand up and are counted for this. Stand up and be counted. You, you just, we just listened to 14 minutes of conversation, all consistent, all three different leaders, all saying the same thing, and the impact of, impacts so many people. It's time for the leaders who want support to do what's in the best interest of their mem- of of the unions, and, and let me just say something else. And Rob, you that's said, my thought. No, no question. Rob Bear, you said something very interesting, and that is, why not chart our own course in Pennsylvania? Why do we need to be a, a part of a coalition of other states, okay, to be able to chart, our, you know, and then and then have that coalition uh, kind of dictate what our path is we have such you know we, we're one of the biggest providers of, of, of natural uh, energy resources in the country if not with not the biggest why do we have to tie ourselves to rules that other states are voluntarily jumping into i mean to me personal that's, you know that's a great point well and that's been my position all along look i i i am a hundred percent in support of saving the environment i want to make this big blue spinning rock we all sit on better for my children and grandchildren, but I don't want my members living under a bridge in a cardboard box eating cat food. Pennsylvania, as John said, we export over 45,000 megawatts of power a year to the PJM grid, okay? It's massive. And that's a huge, huge resource for Pennsylvania also, okay? Let's not kid ourselves. That's a lot of money coming in. So why do we want to give that up? So why don't we take a hard look and say, Let's partner up with people that want to do community solar in our urban areas like Philadelphia. Let's cover every school district and every warehouse with solar in our big urban areas, and that will help. Let's take our natural gas resources we have, and let's use them effectively. Let's start generating gasoline up at the Nacero plant. For every gallon of natural gas we pull out of the ground, we generate a gallon of sulfur-free gasoline, which is 98% clean at the tailpipe, Okay. Why don't we take our natural gas, and if you want to talk about a little bit of methane capture, I'm willing to have that conversation. But let's take our natural gas resources and let's build a hydrogen hub here in Pennsylvania. The U.S. Steel can use hydrogen, and we're going to be the first state in the country producing carbon emission-free steel. All right, And we can totally reshape the Mon Valley. We're, we just heard they're, they're going to do an LNG compressed natural gas plant down in Chester. All right? In in 2029, we could have Europe 90% free of Russian gas, all right? And we can do that with the resources we have here. We can generate clean energy, and we can get our carbon down and still 
manufacture big steel in Pennsylvania. We can still drive our cars on the roads. We can still build these powerhouses. It's all about carbon capture, and I call it the cut and trade. To get to net zero by 2050, it's doable, and we can do it without losing millions and millions and millions and millions of man hours. All right, it's 100% doable. It's just having the leaders in the Capitol come together and sit and bring people to the table like John and like Jimmy and our, our brothers in the industry that are experts in this. And when I say experts, if, if you've got a guy that's been building these things for 35 years, he's touched it, felt it, installed it, and built it, he's an expert. We put those people in that room at that table and we say, look, we're going to chart our own course in PA. I don't want this to sound harsh. Whatever New York wants to do, they can do. Whatever New Jersey wants to do, they can do. Whatever Ohio wants to do, West Virginia wants to do, whatever. But Pennsylvania should be the leader in this. We should be making the model that says, not only can we continue to expand our industry and bring industry in and create good-paying jobs, we can help save the environment. And then our model becomes the model that the other 28 states that don't want anything to do with Reggie says, hey, let's take a look at Pennsylvania. Them guys got a pretty good idea. Absolutely. The Labor and Energy Show here uh, with J-Doc and Krause, Rob Bear, Jim Snell, John Bland with us for the full hour today. Back in a moment. Thanks for listening to tonight's Labor and Energy Special. Now it's time for Did You Know? A public service announcement from the providers of this program. Did you know that natural gas with carbon capture and storage ensures a more stable and cost-effective energy supply than renewables alone? Did you know? First chartered in 1903, Steamfitters Local 420 has been constructing and installing mechanical systems throughout the Delaware Valley for over a century. United by excellence, this local is proud to have worked on projects such as the Sun Oil Refineries, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and the stadiums for all our Philly teams. From helmets to hard hats, Local 420 represents the history of Philadelphia. Steamfitters Local 420, Jim Snell, business manager. PBF Energy wants you to know hidden RIN costs are adding almost 30 cents to every gallon at the pump and pushing independent American refineries to the brink. It doesn't have to be this way. President Biden can lower gas prices and protect thousands of union refinery jobs by fixing the renewable fuel standard. And he should. Visit fuelingusjobs.com slash take action to urge President Biden to stop the RIN sanity and fix the renewable fuel standard today. Portions of tonight's Labor and Energy Special are being supported by the members of the labor union community, including Steamfitters Local 420, Jim Snell, Business Manager, the Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters, and the United Steelworkers. And welcome back, everyone, to this edition of the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause. If you miss any of today's broadcast or if you want to go back in time and listen to any of our previous shows here on the Labor and Energy Show, you can go to Apple or Spotify or wherever you download your podcast. Just search the Labor and Energy Show. Yeah, Joe, we're having a fascinating conversation uh, about Reggie, the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative with Rob Bear, who's the president of the PA State uh, uh, Building Trades, of course, Jimmy Snell and John Bland. And, and uh, it, it's really amazing when, when, when you hear Rob talk about, we, you know, PA, with all of our resources, why should we be doing, uh, following what another state's doing that doesn't have even one-tenth of our resources? Uh, I love that conversation. Uh, one of the things that we've talked about on the show, um, John Bland, you and I have talked about it many times, is why... So our objectives, obviously, uh, are, are, are the environment, of course, lowering emissions and all that. And, and like Rob said, that you know, we all want that. But what's interesting about Reggie is, and, and, and why it will never meet that objective, and that's because uh, the surrounding states around Pennsylvania are just picking up uh, on, on what we're giving up. So in other words... Right now, I think it's estimated that Ohio is building a half a dozen new natural gas plants along the Pennsylvania's uh, along Pennsylvania's borders, incentivized by by not having a, a Reggie tax. 
which means all them emissions and all those things that we're shutting down, shutting down here, obviously a lot of plant closures, a lot of things. We're going to lower emissions here. It's just going to be picked up by, by other states. It's, it's so backwards. Talk about that, John Bland. Well, you're 100% right. I mean, uh, somebody's going to fill that void. If you lose the power of generation in Pennsylvania, the other states are going to reap the benefits, reap the rewards, and the manpower. So we're going to be sending, we're going to lose more work if something like that were to happen. You know, you take a look at a lot of these other states that joined Reggie, which I think is 10 or 11 of them right now. You know, a lot of those other states, you know, they're saying, kumbaya, look at us, we lowered our emissions. Well, you know, no, you didn't. You're buying power generation from Pennsylvania. You know, New York, New York, I think Kahnema supplies 30% of the power to New York, uh, not New York City, up, up near Buffalo area. So it's tit for tat. I mean, like I said, we all have to have clean energy and we have to do it correctly. Uh, and we have ways to do it, but it, it's not the right message to shut everything down. Jimmy Snell? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, once again, our our job is to put people to work, and uh, we can't do that if these facilities are closed, right? And, and there are smart ways to regulate, um, you know, and we all agree with that, you know, clean clean air, clean water. Um, we all have children, grandchildren. Absolutely, we're, we're on board with what the governor uh, wants in, in regards to clean air and clean water. But, you know, it, you know we also need to feed feed our families too okay so when you talk about just flat out shutting shutting these facilities down it just it just makes no sense i just you know it 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 it, it just makes me wonder where where the logic is with you know the uh, decision makers right now and and look let's let's not forget right um you know this you know pennsylvania is joining reggie through a regulation right not law Okay, and a lot of people, you know, that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. You know, when when uh, you know one individual can can you know make this call and and, and you know it has such ramifications. But um, you know, it like I said earlier, you know, um, you know this this is going to be coming to a head soon, and and you know, um, you know, hopefully the the next governor, and and hopefully that'll be uh, Josh Shapiro, he'll. We'll be looking at this with a, a different view, and uh, you know maybe we'll get to see a, a different outcome here. Rob, I wonder what the listening audience uh, who is tuning in to the Labor and Energy Show. I often wonder. Do, I often wonder uh, when they process what we talk about, what what they're thinking. Um, Talk to that listening audience, if you will, about this for a moment. It's one thing to have a labor and a union conversation. It's another to be able to talk to the public, because the public, whether you're a union member or not, or whether you come from a union family or not, you're going to be severely affected by, you're severely affected by this. And, and do they oh, understand? Absolutely. Do they understand? Uh, I, I, I would say this to anybody listening to this show. If you like having heat in your house in the winter and air conditioning in the summer, and you like being able to come home and hit the light switch and your lights come on and you want to go buy your electric car and you want to plug your car into your house. Well, you're going to be severely impacted if Reggie gets through because the cost of doing business in Pennsylvania just went up tremendously. All right. At the end of the day, renewables right now are expensive. All right. I, I've been in this industry for 35 years. Okay. And I can sit here and tell you that before I took this job, I ran an IBW local for 14 years. I've done solar. I've worked on wind. I've worked on natural gas. I've worked at Connemall back in the 90s on scrubber systems. I was down at Mount Storm in West Virginia, and I've worked on a lot of nukes. And at the end of the day, we need baseload power generation. It has to stay here. We can't just decide that we're going to go green in the next three, four years. It's not going to happen, all right? We, we, we don't even have the infrastructure to do that right now. And all Reggie's going to do is impact every single person in Pennsylvania in their pocketbook with higher electric bills. That, that, that's it in a nutshell. Okay. And, and there's going to be a lot of people say, Oh, Rob's wrong. You know, he doesn't, he, he's not an expert in the industry. Look, I've been doing this a long time. Look at where the electric prices went just in the last six months. Okay. They're going to continue to go up and Reggie's only going to acerbate that problem. So for the rank and file citizen of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, it comes down to how much more do you want to pay for electric? 
right now. That, that's it in a nutshell. And John Bland, let me ask you this. You're sitting in a room with Josh Shapiro. He's running for governor of the state. What's your conversation with him? Well, my conversation with, with uh, Josh Shapiro, uh, like I said, uh, he's told me many times that really he doesn't really support Reggie in its form right now. But the, good, the good, one good thing I, I take away from the conversation with Josh is uh, he's got a lot of common sense. He knows what he's, you know, feeling out. And he, he knows he doesn't know everything about everything. And what, one of the things that he brought, he said he thinks Pennsylvania needs an energy committee and uh, labor should be at the table and discuss these issues. I mean, that, that to me, let, making sure he's getting the education and knowing the facts from all sides. You know, you can't dump, jump everything into renewables right away. I mean, some renewables are good. Some are just a renewable band-aid. That's it. No question about it. And you wonder sometimes, really, I have to be honest, I'm stuck heavily on, on Rob Bear's um, you know, conversation and, and point that we need to do our own thing. We, we can still address uh, the issues, but why do we need to tie our anchor on uh, states that have nowhere near the resource? Why aren't we the leader here? Okay, you know, why isn't it, you know, the Pennsylvania initiative? Um, having said that, uh, the question is, do the politicians, especially the local politicians, do they understand really the consequences uh, of this? Uh, you know, and I'll ask, the, you know, Rob Bear that question. Do they really understand? Because it's so bi- it's so partisan in, 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 in Harrisburg on this issue. Um, talk about that. No, they they don't understand it completely, and and you're exactly right. We are so divided on this issue, and one of the things I have been doing the last three weeks uh, when they're not in session is I have been reaching out to a lot of legislators on both sides of the aisle in both camps, saying, "Look, you have the you have the the far left, you have the far right," and I and I I've been preaching, "Look, we need to do our own thing, and we want to help save the environment." So. If there's concerns about clean water, clean air, what we need to do to put pipes in the ground to get our LNG compressed natural gas plant up, I said, bring us into that conversation and we will help you. To the far, to the, to the guys who just want to run with absolutely zero regulation and just throw the doors open for everything in Pennsylvania. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Right, just, right. Just pump the brakes here a little bit, guys. You know, we, we do owe the environment a long, hard look. So, Let's do this both. Now, I will say when the House comes back next week, uh, there's four representatives that have agreed to come down to the building here and meet me that are pretty far entrenched on the environmental side. But, you know, I said, let, let's have this conversation, you know. And, and one of the other parts is part of charting our own course in PA. You know, you want to talk about clean energy. We just shut down Three Mile Island there at the end of 19, all right? 825 megawatts power, 600 and some good job. It's gone, you know. But I said, we in Pennsylvania haven't even looked at small modular reactors. Now, Tom Mahaffey and I, Representative Mahaffey and I, have been beating this drum for quite a while. We're going to build these. And over the next 20 years, if you want real carbon-free generation, I, I really truly believe in this industry. But it's a fledgling industry. Well, the Gates Foundation didn't jump into this for willy-nilly either. There's going to be a lot of money in the future for this. And a small modular reactor, 300 megawatts, you refuel them once every seven, eight, nine years, okay? They're fission, much safer than even our conventional nukes. They can be put in much smaller footprints. And there again, 100% carbon-free generation. Now, if we're going to look at all these other industries of PA, this is an industry that's right in our wheelhouse. This is what we do. This is what all my members do. They build things. And I said, why aren't we looking at these in Pennsylvania? Why aren't we looking at repurposing our existing industrial sites as we move forward in this over the next 30 years? Pennsylvania, we should be embracing that type of technology. For God's sakes, we were the first commercial reactor in the United States, shipping port, Pennsylvania. We had the first oil well. Well, let's be the leader in the East with SMRs. Let's do it. Let's get in on the ground floor. Let's do it the right way. Let's have John and Jimmy's guys and all of them build SMRs. And let's make our grid much more resilient. We're generating hundreds of megawatts of power carbon free. We can offset it with some of our nukes. We can use our natural gas for our hydrogen hubs. We can use our natural gas to create 
clean gasoline at our Nocero project. We can use the byproduct as feedstock for fertilizer. And guess what? All of a sudden, we created hundreds of thousands of jobs in Pennsylvania, and guess what we did? We also helped save the environment. Now, isn't that a novel approach? The Labor and Energy Show here um, on this weekend, the 9-11 weekend, J-Doc, as you mentioned when we first came on the show, a little bit later when we end the show tonight, we'll take a couple of minutes to reflect back uh, on that day. Um, we'll get to a commercial break. We'll pick it up with Rob Bear, Jim Snell, and John Bland on the other side. One more segment of good content uh, and education to come. Back in a moment. Thanks for listening to tonight's Labor and Energy Special. Now it's time for Did You Know? A public service announcement from the providers of this program. Did you know there are 6,000 products made from petroleum that we use every day? Products like candles, trash bags, fishing rods, shower curtains, paint, umbrellas, tennis rackets, and another 5,993. Did you know? What's a Boilermaker? We're the skilled welders, riggers, and craftspeople who will help you grow your competitive edge. We step up when others step back, and we do the job right, on time, on budget, and safely. No drama, just results every time. We're the International Brotherhood of Boilermakers, and everything we do begins with our bond. Let's get to work together. Visit bestintrade.com. Operating engineers are the men and women that move mountains. And the Engineers Labor Employer Cooperative, ELEC, puts them to work. They create opportunities for the men, women, and union signatory contractors of Local 825, repaving our roads, keeping our homes bright and warm, and even building our favorite team stadium. We understand infrastructure. That's why ELEC and Local 825 are ready to get to work. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. Portions of tonight's Labor and Energy Special are presented by PBF Energy and supported by members of the labor union community, a collaborative to educate the public and change the narrative. And back here on the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause. Thanks again for tuning in and thanks for being a part. What is a weekly message, a weekly education process for the Labor and Energy Show. And again, J. Doc, before we leave the show today, I do want to talk about our upcoming summit, but we'll save that for the final segment. Yeah, Joe, uh, we're talking Reggie, okay, and and uh, we've got a great group here Uh you talk about the intellect of labor. Listen to this broadcast, man. We're not just talking about the issues. We're talking about solutions. Um, and one of the things I'd like to talk about now and, and kind of magnify it a little bit more is the impact on labor uh, that, it, that it will have. We already made a commitment. We already, no one's sitting here just talking about jobs. We all care about the environment. We want to be a part of that solution. That has been made clear. Um, having said that, what is the impact on labor? Number one, uh, gentlemen, and then number two, after we talk about that, let's talk about these so-called green jobs and the, and, and the uh, so-called transition to green jobs uh, in the labor movement. We have a ton of uh, you know opinions on that and, and information. Rob, talk about um, well. Let me first of all let me go to Jimmy. Uh, first, and, and, and then John, and then we'll go to Rob to, for the overall picture. Uh, Jimmy, how does how does Reggie impact your members? Well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I'm going back to jobs, right? I mean, Reggie, Reggie is, is definitely going to, if this was to go through, okay, I mean, look, it's, it puts people out of work. Just look what Rob said about Three Mile Island, right? What was that? I, I think about 600 jobs gone. These jobs are gone. I mean, these are this is a pocketbook issue, kitchen table issue. You know, you had asked earlier uh, in the segment if if the politicians understand it. Okay, so if they don't understand it, you know, most most citizens of the Commonwealth probably don't understand it. But what what they do understand is when their electric bills are that much higher each month. And this this isn't just you know Rob, myself, and John just throwing out scare tactics. This, this is this is real, right? Electric's going to go up, and we're the ones that are going to be paying for it. All right, so you know, and, and you know, I, you had mentioned, you know, do the politicians understand it? Well, 
it kind of it, it, it's another it's like another familiar story, uh, Joe. Um, you know, in regards to uh, you know what we're going through with our refineries, you know, with the renewable fuel standard. A lot of these politicians, they they just don't get it. I mean, they flat out tell me this. Yeah. Well, it's time for these people in office who represent the citizens of the Commonwealth to get it. Okay, when it comes to uh, Reggie, all right, you know, and, and when it comes to the uh, RINs issue, I mean, you're looking at, you know, I, I mean, hundreds of thousands of man hours for the uh, for the uh, Pennsylvania building trades. You know, if, if these facilities were to shut down, and and look, you all of us on this call know it. There there are groups out there that you know the the, the Clean Air Council groups of the world, the Penn Futures of the world. You know, just to name a few, they want to see these places shut down, gone, finished, you know. But, uh, you know, there's there's people like Josh Shapiro, okay? We'll go back to uh, Attorney General Shapiro, uh, hopefully next governor of the Commonwealth. I think he gets it. I really do. Uh, you know, and, and we mentioned earlier, he's talking about putting an energy committee together to come up with ideas, right? We, you know, where it's... It's not going to be a burden on, on, in, on people's pocketbooks in the state of Pennsylvania. It's going to keep people working, okay? Keep keep the air clean, the water clean. Um, so, you know, it, it might take a few months, a, a little while, but I think we're, you know, if we get uh, the right people in office, the right people that care about this environment, uh, this state, uh, they, they care about the uh, building trades, I think we're – we're going to be headed down the right road. Here's the question that drives me. Here's the question that drives me crazy, and I just can't get an answer for it. Why does government elected officials who rely on full support from the unions, why don't they make this a must-do priority? Forget the committee. I don't want an energy committee. I want my leader to go in and put the kibosh on this. He wants our support. We want his support. That's what I, that's what I don't understand. I think it's in a lot of how you package it, and, and I know we're short on time, so I'll leave you with that. When you ask what's the impact, and this is what I've been telling a lot of legislative leaders still, I sit on the State Apprentice Council, and everybody wants to hold our apprenticeships up as being the greatest in the industry in the world, and they are. And guess what? We fund them 100% ourselves. When my members aren't working across this commonwealth, when my building trades members aren't working, guess what we're not feeding? We're not feeding the money into those apprenticeship programs. They're not government-sponsored. They're 100% sponsored by us and our contractors. So everybody that wants their kid into an apprenticeship program, guess what? We're not going to have the money because we don't have the work. The health care that our members have, which, quite frankly, they take it right out of their checks to fund it. We're not a drain on the government system. When my members aren't working, my 130,000 guys, when Jimmy's guys and John guys aren't working, guess what we're not doing? We're not feeding our health and welfare funds. Our pension funds. When we don't work, we don't feed our pension funds. You know why people want to belong to the building trade? So you can retire with dignity. We don't need government handouts and we don't ask for them. But Reggie's going to take that away from me and my members. And that was in my brief to the Supreme Court. This is just a bigger impact than just saying we're going to cost some jobs. This is going to affect our training, our health care, our retirement. They all go hand in glove. That's why I am so adamantly opposed to this as it's proposed. And Rob, if I could, if I could piggyback something, you, you just hit the nail on the head, Rob. Um, to your point, uh, you know, these, many of these politicians that are in favor of shutting these facilities down, okay, at the same time, they got their hand out. Now, what these people don't understand is, like what you just said, if our members are not working, all right, we're not able to fund, you know, our health care plans, our pension plans, and, and we all have a fund. That, that we, we have the ability to give contributions to these politicians. But if that fund is, is dry because these politicians are, are doing everything they can to keep our members out of work, 
by shutting these facilities down. You know, I, I laugh. I laugh. I think it's so ironic. They want to shut these places down, right? And then come at us, you know, with their handout uh, looking for uh, contributions. But you, yeah, you're, you're spot on, Rob. And, and I'll tell you, it's a great point, uh, Jimmy, and, and, and no question about it. Uh, having said that, uh, we, we only got a minute and a half left in the segment, but let me just kind of transition this to, 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 to John Bland. Uh, you know, one of the things that a lot of people say when they're talking about closing these uh, situations down is the transition to so-called green jobs. Now, we had Sean Steffi on the program on this very topic who went to a, a, jo- a green jobs fair and talk about that, if you will, John, and, and the fallacy that that's even a possibility. It is a fallacy what they're talking about. I mean, like I said, first of all, you want to talk about clean energy. There's no such thing as clean energy. You got to pick your poison. You know, right now what we're looking at is Pennsylvania. Uh, and, and what I want to discuss is Reggie right now, Joe. Go ahead. I, I can tell you now just the, the implementation of trying to join Reggie already raised the rates. With full implementation on Reggie, your rates are going to go up at least probably around 40%. And these state representatives that we have right now, they should be terrified. Because if you're going to fully implement Reggie, you may as well, they may as well start putting signs around Pennsylvania, closed for business. Absolutely. Yeah, 40%. Think about that. I asked the audience who's tuning in right now to the Labor and Energy Show. And I'm not being smart or disrespectful to you when I ask you to think about that as we go to the break. A 40% increase on top of everything else. Labor and Energy Show, back in a moment. Thanks for listening to tonight's Labor and Energy Special. Now it's time for Did You Know? A public service announcement from the providers of this program. Did you know, experts agree that a technology called carbon capture and storage, or CCS, will be crucial to mitigating the risks of climate change. Did you know? The Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters is proud to present skilled union workers, including the workers that build and maintain our energy infrastructure. The safest, best trained, and most productive carpenters in the country are on the job. Whether it's energy from nuclear, wind, coal, natural gas, or offshore wind, the EAS carpenters are ready to provide the construction need of an energy industry our families depend on. If you're interested in a job in construction, visit EASCarpenters.org or follow us on social at EAS Carpenters. PBF Energy wants you to know hidden RIN costs are adding almost 30 cents to every gallon at the pump and pushing independent American refineries to the brink. It doesn't have to be this way. President Biden can lower gas prices and protect thousands of union refinery jobs by fixing the renewable fuel standard. And he should. Visit FuelingUSJobs.com slash take action to urge President Biden to stop the RIN sanity and fix the renewable fuel standard today. Portions of tonight's Labor and Energy Special are being supported by the members of the labor union community, including Steamfitters Local 420, Jim Snell, Business Manager, the Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters, and the United Steelworkers. Right back here on the Labor and Energy Show with J-Doc and Krause. J-Doc, our final segment. It's going to be quick. Let me come to you quickly. Yeah, I mean, you know, this conversation has been amazing. Uh, one of the things I'd like to say just before we go to Rob Bear for a little call to action is this. We talked about those green job fairs and, and the transition when we're talking job, $15 an hour. Okay, that, that's a fallacy. And, and it's just not a possibility. It's not a solution. We're talking solutions here. Rob Bear, uh, our listeners... Um, our union members, uh, what can they do to have their voices be heard on this issue? They honestly, here's my favorite saying, and I'm and I'm doing some webcast segments that'll be up on my new website soon. You need to lobby your hobby and vote your job. You need to get on the phone with your local elected officials and tell them you do not support Reggie in any way, shape, or form as is written. You can tell them you want to help save the environment, but you want to have a job while you're doing it. When people start calling their officials. That's what it's going to take to wake them up, all right? I need every single person that's listening to this broadcast that cares about their families, cares about their jobs, cares about the price of power, to start making those phone calls. It's that simple. The people need to be heard on this. And the legislature needs to hear from the constituents. Get on the phone, make the phone call. Right now, they're home in their district. Go see them. Go down to their office. Walk in and say, why is it okay 
for you to have a really good job in Harrisburg, and I'm going to be out on the street because Reggie took my job, and I don't have any path to a just transition. Well said. Well said. Um, we have only a couple minutes left, gentlemen. Uh, you know, I, Joe's been talking about our shale industry, our, our, our industry, uh, our summits, our labor and, in, and industry summits. We just got done the, the refinery sector summit. We're, we're doing the shale industry summit with Dave Callahan and, and, and the Marcellus Shale Coalition and his associates uh, to educate the public on all issues of our traditional energy uh, sectors. Um, having said that, uh, and that'll and that'll take place in, in, in next week. Um, having said that, I'd like to, you know, this is 9/11 weekend, and um, it's it's one that's near and dear uh, to all of us. Uh, and and of course, in labor, uh, you know, we will never forget uh, uh, Jim Snell and and, and John Bland. Uh, you know, kind of gave way to, to Rob Bear. Um, if you would, Rob. Uh, Give us some closing moments on that and, and, and uh, how it impacts us every year and all the heroes that we had here in the labor movement that went towards the fire along with the first responders um, and, and still feel the effects today. I, I don't know that we'll ever, ever not feel the effects of what happened that fateful day. Uh, we lost members, union members in both those twin towers. We lost members at that Pentagon and one thing that was common was the people that ran in after that tragedy, they were our members. And uh, we can never forget the heroism of our members, our firefighters, our police, all union members, and even our building trades guys that ran down into that pit to try and save people. And every year when that rolls around, I have a, a poster hanging in my office of the wreckage. And I think to myself, this is why these guys are the true everyday heroes in this industry. They run towards the danger to protect people. And I don't know how else you could say it, but you know what? I'm mighty proud to be part of that family. Good words from Rob Bear to close us out on this 9-11 weekend. Well said. Rob Baer joining us here on the Labor and Energy Show, along with Jim Snell uh, and John Bland. J-Doc, I've got 15 seconds. I'll give you 13, and then let me say goodbye. Yeah, no, I just want to thank uh, Rob Baer, uh, president of Pennsylvania State Building Trades, obviously, uh, for, for sharing this hour. We just want to thank John Bland, obviously, business manager of Local 13, for also sharing the, the, the hour with us and Jimmy Snell, business manager of Steamfitters Local 420. Couldn't ask for a better panel. That's going to do it for this edition of the Labor and Energy Show with J-Doc and Krause. We thank everybody to, uh, for continuing to tune in to the Labor and Energy Show. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to tonight's Labor and Energy Special. You can help. Call your congressperson before the upcoming midterm elections and join the movement to push back on RINs. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded.